0: What's up everybody? Will Britson here with another edition of the Pick Six Podcast. It is the third one of the week. Aren't we hashtag blessed? Uh, the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, decided to lift a federal ban on sports gambling, which meant that we, we, this is how we're gonna do the show from now until all eternity if if something huge breaks we'll give you a 30 minute emergency pod or a 25 minute emergency podcast i mean you like it would have to be you know something along the lines of like Kirk Cousins traded to the Washington Redskins or something but you get the point something big we're going to give you emergency podcast to make sure you get your fill when you need it uh but today Make sure you check out that – by the way, we did a separate pod on Monday night. Check that out with Micah Roberts of Sportsline covering all the basics, every question you might have about that Supreme Court ruling. Definitely check that out. It's in your feed. If you're listening to this show, you can just check it out that way. Uh, today, though, Jason Lock and Four, as I mentioned, in full disclosure, the news from SCOTUS broke in the middle of this show. So we talk about it from an NFL angle for a few minutes. Then tomorrow we're going to have Pete Prisco. But also on today's show, we're going to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Their impending sale. Matt Patricia and what's going to happen with him and the Lions and, and hiring practices moving forward. Are the Chargers the team to beat in the AFC West? And some Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson tension. Make sure and follow Jason at Jason Lockenfour on Twitter and check out his Baltimore-centric podcast, Be More Opinionated. It is an excellent resource uh, for national Baltimore coverage as well as the local news. All right, got a lot to get to, so let's get right to it. All right, Jason. We actually have owner's meetings coming up, and it sounds like the Panthers might be sold, right?
1: Yeah, I, I, I expect that to happen. I'd be shocked um, if it doesn't, as, as I first reported Friday morning, and then I think subsequently everybody else covers the league pretty much had it confirmed by lunchtime. I, the, the you know, David Tepper is is going to be the next uh, owner of the the Carolina Panthers. It's just a matter of when they they get everything nailed down. But because he is so qualified, because as a minority owner of the Steelers, he's already vetted and well known within the football community, and because he's one of the richest individuals on the planet who could stroke a check for two point two billion, like he could he could buy this house in cash, you know, and not like some slum landlord. He'll pay top dollar and he'll show up with cash and he could close. Tomorrow or he could close next Tuesday, or he could close you know a week from tomorrow, you name it, he's ready to go. He can pull 2.2 billion out of his pocket, slap it down on the table, and not have it affect his liquidity whatsoever. Um, yeah, that's, that, nice. that's going to happen. Um, just advancing the story, some. I'm told he's incredibly uh, comfortable. With Marty Herney, Ron Rivera, and the powers that be in football operations right now. He's got glowing reports on them from the Rooneys and from the highest levels of the Steelers organization. And he's been doubling back with them for weeks on this since he kind of got back into the, the process. Because there was a period of time where he was so pissed off about how it was going down that he basically said, I'm out. And, uh, you know, if you guys got $2.5 billion out there from somebody else, and it's real money. And it doesn't require 15 people all, you know, emptying their piggy banks to get there, then you should take that. But here's my number, and I'm out. So, you know, there were various times when, when stuff like that happened, but but I've been hearing for, you know, quite some time that, that if this went through, um, he's very comfortable with the football side. Obviously communications... <laughs> Uh, corporate PR uh, team president, there's going to be some things that change there in the, in the fallout of all the scandals. And he's going to have to take that on head on, you know, starting with the statue of Jerry Richardson outside the stadium and the investigation and all that stuff. And and that's some of the things that are being sorted through right now. Um, Are there going to be other lawsuits still to come? You know, there's things that, that people want to get tied up, but in terms of the, the nature of this deal, and his ability to finalize it from a finances standpoint—that that I'm told is effectively a, a done deal. Um, and the goal and expectation is to have bring him before the owners in uh, ten days or whether it's those meetings, the 23rd or something like that, and then uh, get it ratified, and and then away they go.
0: All right. So let me let me ask you this: when it comes to well. Back to the actual sale of it, it seems like, and we talked we talked about this before. It was like, would you rather pay somebody, you know, would you rather have somebody buying your house who is a contingent uh, purchaser or somebody who shows yeah. up with cash? And the question I think, and it, it to me, it becomes clear that this was the question: was the NFL willing to? Take less than 2.5 or even 3 billion, yeah. which is the number they want. I don't wanted. know that
1: I can say it's the NFL. I, I think you yeah. have to look at the investment bankers who are running this process ah, for Jerry
0: Richardson. Okay. And
1: I was told repeatedly that they're being greedy. They're just looking at the numbers and they're not looking at the nuance and they're not looking at, you know, they just want to be able to say we got the highest sale price ever for a sports team. Right. But this is a unique situation where, you know, the owner is literally under investigation and who knows what else is to come and it's a very sensitive time to be selling this team and then these you know uh, you have various things uh, uh becoming public throughout the process including the publishing of those letters by sports illustrated which were incredibly damning for jerry richardson and so it's like look if you really want to get this done and if this is really about getting the next person in place. And and also you've got guys there in football operations who, you know, a lot of teams change out some scouts after the draft. They want to make some moves. They want to know their budgets. Like they don't, you know what I mean? Who are they reporting to? You know, Yeah. like, you're putting the team at a competitive disadvantage as well. Now, it's one thing if there's just not this guy out there who says, I'll give you 2-1 or 2-2 tomorrow. You know, if you didn't have him, then so be it. But when he's there and you're really starting to tick him off, and you're starting to tick some other owners off who are like, we should have this resolved. You know, this should be Jerry Richardson's personal issue now, not the league's issue in terms of whatever his behavior was. You know, we need to get this finalized. And get him out of here for good. Um, then yes, I, I, the word I repeatedly heard was greed yeah. and short sightedness. And eventually, though, you know, you're looking at, three finalists or whatever. And two of them are relying on multiple people doing multiple things. And they keep coming back with a question like, can we do that? And can we do this? And could we add this person? And what if we did this? And what if we did that? And you got Tepper, who two weeks ago basically said, I'm out. See you, you know, peace out. And, and then you come back to him and he's like, well, look, if you want to do it, I can get up there this week, but this <laughs> has to happen. Then you better make it happen.
0: Well I see I kind of I mean if you're and I and I'm not a Panthers fan I grew up a Panthers fan but yeah you know, I live in live in North Carolina and I mean I think there is you know the, I would say the anxiety level is fairly low and it's, it always is with these cases but um certainly you know, people are asking, you know, what is gonna happen and who is gonna buy it and you wanna end up with at the end of the day, people need to understand that for as much as you might dislike what Jerry Richardson did uh, you know, in the office and perhaps even with his representation of the NFL, he at least for the most part, I would say seventy five percent of the time, had you know, winning a Super Bowl title at at the forefront of, you know, his mind. Occasionally occasionally he was handed out terrible contracts and um and and getting in, in in a tiff with his with his GM Dave Gettleman and, and firing him for for no real reason. But I mean, you know, by and large, like Jerry Richardson was a good football owner. And what you want if you're the Panther, if you're a Panthers fan, is you really, hey Copper, you really want, uh, you really want to make sure you get another good football owner. And it seems like to me, you know, the Jimmy Haslam is a, you know, Jimmy Haslam is an example of somebody who left the Steelers umbrella and and, and yeah. went went elsewhere. But it seems to me that Tepper. Lines up as a potentially good earth. Freaking idiot.
1: No, I, I mean, look, again, we're going to have um, good luck parsing through this. You know what I mean? Everyone's going to have their own um, personal, I guess, uh, calculations to make. I mean, to a lot of people, what he did in that office is a complete disqualifier and, and really will never, um, nothing he accomplished for that city. Uh, sure. or or for that franchise, in the eyes of some won't matter because he ran, you know, because of the racist remarks that, you know, he is alleged to have made on numerous occasions because of the way he treated female employees and African-American employees, that'll be a total disqualifier for, qualifier for a lot of people. And I totally understand that. And for others, they'll they'll have a hard time parsing between the two, but, you know, ultimately might remember him more as the guy who established football in Carolina. And then, you know, some who, who, you know, I guess there's probably some hardcore fans who are like, you know, well, he was, you know, whatever he did in the office is one thing, but I can separate that from what he was as a football man.
0: Um no and right was, or wrong answers there. You yeah. know, I
1: mean, that's that's going to be uh, – but, but the reality is, the, in the second paragraph of his autobiography comes, he sold the team under duress after, you know – After discovery of numerous non-disclosures and payments to people to silence them, and you know various lawsuits and 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 complaints, you know alleging what he did, many of them backed up by direct evidence. I mean, the handwritten letter from him. I mean, it doesn't really get any more damning than that,
0: right? Yeah, and I'm not to be clear. I'm not trying to. I don't. I don't want to split the two. Like I would say, his reputation is mostly wiped away by virtue of what he did in the office. My point is just that you want. To have, if you're if you're a fan of a team, you want to have a good owner in place. Otherwise, you are you are screwed. What do you think this means? I think
1: Tepper. I mean, I understand the Haslam thing because that's the last guy who came from the Steelers organization, and the Roonies loved him, and everybody thought it was a slam dunk, and it wasn't. I think the difference here is, you know, Haslam was kind of doing it for the family, and the wife wanted to be involved, and Uh. uh, you know, his son-in-law wanted to be involved, and. This is different. Kepper's kids aren't football people. Um, they don't want to be football people. This, this isn't about lineage or establishing a new family business. He doesn't need it for the money. He's got more money than God. Um, and, and, you know, it's just a matter of there are going to be certain teams that fit what he was looking for. And he, you know, he, he wants to do it and he'll spend, you know, he'll spend a ton of money and he'll try to do it the right way. Now, look, I also know a lot of people who know him well who say, Everybody makes mistakes as an owner. And when you're that rich and, you know, you you, you do have certain things you believe in and and you are going to have a certain degree of ego. And he will make some mistakes along the way. It's inevitable. They all do. There's no textbook for this. And once you're sitting in that seat, you know, he can be very impulsive. And, you know, he, he will be a guy who's incredibly demanding. But. Over time I think he'll get it right. And I think I think he'll he'll invest in that team to no end. I mean the stadium, there's gonna be things they have to sort out there. I'm sure it won't always be a ball of cherries. I'm sure he might have to um uh you know, play a little hardball with various municipalities at times. I mean that's just the reality of big boy, you know, NFL economics, unfortunately. Sure. Um but I, I think he'll be I think he'll be a great owner and um I know people in that organization who had a chance to meet some of these ownership groups were incredibly impressed by Tepper and thought far and away he was the most ready to do this and had the greatest understanding of the intricacies of the league and what it takes to win and the finances of the league and team building and all that from how close to it he's been and from the Rooney's influence. And, uh, you know, again, I, I, I don't know what he'll do a year from now, but there will be no movement to shake up football operations right now from what I'm told. And and uh, he knows he's inheriting a team that's, that's in pretty good position to win right now. And, and uh, you know, I think the early days of this regime are going to have to be about cleaning up the past. And does he tear that statue down and how quickly and, you know. How do you show some degree of reverence for what Jerry Richardson accomplished as a businessman, yet also having a social conscience to let people know that can't happen anymore, that won't be tolerated here anymore, and here's how I'm going about ways to fix the culture of this organization, even though I wasn't I, – I, I'm, I'm coming in from the outside. I wasn't a part of it. All
0: right. Well, does it? Do, any chance the team moves out of North Carolina at any point? That's not on the table, now. Right? Okay, cool. Um. Let's move on. That's good stuff on the ownership though. I like that. That's good news for Marty Herney and and Ron Rivera too. Matt Patricia, another big headline situation in the NFL. You wrote about this on Friday, I believe, that the, that the the Lions were completely caught off guard by this. Should, you know, without getting into the, the complex moral situation of how to handle this, uh, what does it mean for the Lions in the, in the short term and what could it mean for the NFL in the long haul?
1: No, well, I, I would like to think that. I mean, it is mind-boggling that on, on on hires of this magnitude, you haven't, you know, done some degree of a search. You know, I, 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 it is really mind-boggling when you think about, you know, how much effort goes into bringing in the, the kid you might draft. You know, these top thirty visits—they're not all about the first round. In fact, they very rarely are about the first round. But. You know, you're you're doing work on undrafted free agents and fifth round picks and guys like that. You know, what kind of teammate were they and what did they do and let's look at their whole background and how were they in high school. And then you're you know what I mean, you're hiring a guy to come in and be the face of your franchise and I get that the GM is real good buddies with him and knows him really well, but you still wanna vet him. I mean, you still you don't wanna have a story come out ten o'clock on a Wednesday about uh, um something as serious as this and, and then have to be playing defense on it. it. it it's it's just not a good look, especially in this day and age. And especially at a time, um where it, it, you know, that you're going to have players and everybody else in that locker room the first time they get in trouble saying, oh, yeah, well, why don't I get the same benefit as the the head coach got? You know, mm-hmm. and I mean, you want people to be forthright, and you, you they're supposed to tell you what's going on. And, and I get that Patricia, you know, would say, well, they didn't ask me about it, but, but there's going to be a lot of people at much lower levels of that organization saying, yeah, but isn't it sort of incom- incumbent on you to say, hey, you know, this may come out and i'm going to tell you everything about it and here's what happened and here's how um you know it was handled in the court of law and here's why it didn't go to trial and here's the phone number for my lawyers and and other people you know involved in the like it's one thing to do it that way and it's very different to do it this way and i don't know what the future holds none of us do you know i, I don't i don't know if if other things will come out or or won't or what have you but that's a whether and 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 again, like you said, n- neither of us know. There's only three people who know whatever happened that night, right? And um, you know, I, I don't know what, what, if we'll ever hear from the alleged victim in this case or, or whatever. But that's a cloud. I mean, that is a that's that's a cloud now that will be hanging over that organization. Um, and and you can blame him, and you can blame them, because if if one of the two. You know, does the right thing, then it doesn't come out this way. And 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 you know, maybe that's a service to him. And and again, it's hard for me to even couch it because I don't, I do not know what happened there. I don't know what happened there, but it got far enough along, right? That there's a there's a grand jury that that you know was pushing for indictment
0: yeah i mean yeah it, it, that's the thing and you can't just you like you can't just gloss over it and just move on uh especially not with you know what i mean what appears to be and you know and it's it's good to see in 2018 that uh, you know there's pe- pe- you know, journalists actively pursuing to find out what the truth is. Hopefully, in a in a way that um, you know is truly dedicated to finding the truth. But I mean, it's not like it's not like everybody in, in Detroit and, in Michigan is just going to say, "All right, well, he proclaimed his innocence at the you know at the podium. Let's you know let's let's move on." I mean, it's a it's, a, it's a, I think you're right. It's a situation that's going to no, linger.
1: It, it's it's significant and 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 complex enough that that. I get how they think. Well, we put them out there for 15 minutes, and then it's over. But I mean, that's just not. uh, uh, We don't know what other shoes drop, and and you know what I mean. What else is on earth? And and even if something else comes out that we don't know, um, like guilt or innocence, but it's some other allegation. It's you know, it's not. It's it's it's
0: the the problem with it happening 20 plus years ago is that there's a such a wide gap between now and then that you can't just close it. I mean it I mean it is I mean you know like it it leaves it, it leaves a lot uh, up in the air and, and we probably shouldn't even speculate on. It. So yeah, no, I mean again
1: I, 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 as to what took place, I don't know, but obviously he had a a previous um legal matter that was no one knew. Apparently, the Patriots didn't know. Certainly, you hadn't seen anybody writing about it, blogging about it, speculating about it in any degree in the media since he'd become a figure in the NFL. Sure. And, and, and you know, what, what obligation do the Lions have to do a more proper background check? And what obligation does he have to be more forthright with them? I, I would say neither met the bar
0: in this case. Right, I would agree. All right. Uh, we got some actual... Breaking news while we're on the podcast. I think you can probably, we can, we can touch on this really quickly because it's a pretty huge deal. Uh, the Supreme Court has ruled yeah. seven to two that the federal ban on sports gambling is unconstitutional, ruled in favor of the state of New Jersey, which means that sports gambling is about to be legal, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, again, wh- wh- how we get there and how linear this is, and and other appeals or whatever. I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I would assume that this was is this is a case a lot of people had been looking at, and sure. certainly the NBA had sort of been openly almost campaigning for. Right? I mean, they're like, this is silly that we don't have this, and people are betting on our games in Europe and Canada and all over the world. So what are we really talking about? Um, I, and the NFL privately has been watching this very closely as well and they will find a way if this goes through as expected and whether, whether it's betting powers in stadiums like you have in you know you go to the English Premier League game and bet on the game right from a betting power in the stadium whether it gets to that degree you know whether it's um taking uh, advertising money and marketing money from directly from from uh you know from Lad Brooks or William Hill or whatever uh whether it's ultimately um the NFL has its own online gambling situation uh I, I th- this wave has been sort of crescendoing and coming and and it's been uh, more and more mainstream right nobody pretending that just you know Uh, gambling addicts are the only ones betting on these one o'clock games every Sunday. It's just, it's just not the case. Right. So I I think this will be something of a watershed moment for the league. And I, I certainly know that behind the scenes, they've been preparing for the possibility, even while they're fighting this outcome, you know, they knew it was a very real possibility and this could be, uh, I mean, if I'm pepper and I'm buying in right now, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited, right? Because th- there's a whole untapped revenue stream yep. here that, remember what DFS was, right? For like those two years while they, those guys were going nuts competing against each other. And you'd have a, a FanDuel commercial, then a, uh, what was the other one they Draft DraftKings, then and... five DraftKings commercials, then two FanDuel <laughs> <Duel> commercials. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's like they were making commercials to like, in the real time right to 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 like one up what the other one just put on air I, I you look at how many people are involved in gambling right now and and how many more will get into it that's going to be you know potentially a boon
0: yeah and i mean no look th- this is not uh <laughs> to be clear this does not mean that you can if you live in like Connecticut you can just go gamble legally I don't believe but it, it it takes away the federal ban on sports gambling which means it is now uh, you know basically it's each state can do its own decision when it comes to gambling, which means in a state like North Carolina, for instance, it's probably going to be five or 10 years down the road just because same with Tennessee or Mississippi or Alabama. I mean, just, you know, maybe Mississippi doesn't count. They have riverboats, but I mean, the, the, sometimes these southern states are slower to act because they're in the Bible Belt, but you're going to see a wave of states making gambling legal because for them, there's an untapped market. And you're right. These, these sports are going to dive head first into it too. Yeah.
1: They're gonna have to try to get the their their some, you know, their hands in that pot as well. Like well I live in, in Maryland. Um for years, you couldn't even have slots or anything like that. And then you could have slot machines at horse, you know, at racetracks only where people were already gambling. And then eventually it was like, OK, well, we'll do like some parlor games. And then now, I mean, there's a horseshoe casino that's walking distance from Camden Yards and M&T Bank Stadium yep. where you can play poker. You can do anything you want, like because it's like, well, we got it to compete with Atlantic City, you know, and then you had like this New Jersey thing going on. And then I think Delaware for a while, you could through the state, they had, um, you could do certain parlays, you couldn't do straight bets. And then that was allowed for a while. And then I think it was taken away. But yeah, I I mean, you've got, you know, Mohegan Sun, all up and down sort of the Atlantic, mid-Atlantic and and into uh, New England. You've got all these casinos now that have popped up all over the place that are already doing advertising and stuff with NFL teams. And it's like, how long is it really going to take before they they just say, "Well, well, well you know what I mean, come here and bet the games."
0: Yeah, and, and, you know? if, and if you're a state with an NFL team, like you're gonna get some, you're gonna get some nudges from dudes with some cash, you know, who're like, "Hey, and it's hey, like, hey. The, is the
1: NFL really going to spend all its lobbying money and 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 are these owners going to really fight this on a state by state level?" Or are they just going to say, now we, need to just get, now we need to figure out how to cash in on it yeah. because we're, we're backing the losing ticket. You know what I mean? The, our, our candidate ain't winning this race. Right. And we may push it off for five to ten years, spending a ton of money in the, in the in the interim, but what are we really going to accomplish? Because once it's in the four neighboring states around us, you're not going to keep – you know what I mean? they are going to say we want to keep that money in state. We don't want people driving over to Pennsylvania or driving to Delaware or driving to Jersey to make their bets when we can keep that money in state
0: right exactly uh so yeah, more uh more we we'll have more much more than that as that as that, as that unfolds over the course of the all season, back to the football side of things. John Elway said that the Chargers the Los Angeles Chargers are quote the team to beat end quote in the AFC West. Uh why is John Elway stomping on uh, on my situation here Jason? I'm I'm trying to pick the Chargers to win the Super Bowl again and uh and he's trying to he's trying to blow up my spot by making it by making it national that the that the that the Chargers are the team
1: well, I mean, I I did a little exercise of futility last week where I just went through and said, okay, there's 32 teams. Let's say 25 percent of them really have a shot to win the Super Bowl. What eight teams would I most make the case for? And I put them at you know at eight because in part, what Elway's alluding to, the rest of the division, everyone's sort of in some degree of transition, right? Everybody's either blown up their quarterback or blown up their coach in the rest of the division. So that's pretty significant. Uh, so you factor that in. And you then you look, you expand and look around the AFC and it's like, New England's not as good. I guess they're still the best team, but they don't have the same roster they did a couple of years ago. And, you know, Pittsburgh's always good, but like, you know, are they, they're not a, they're not a juggernaut. They have holes. Um, and they've got a quarterback infatuated with a third round pick, you know, <laughs> like, so I mean, they got a quarterback chasing his own tail seeing ghosts so i don't know you know and then in new england you got brady and gronk who still need to get paid and like who else like who who's the like who, who else you like I, somebody's going to win the afc south and maybe they send two teams too you know maybe that happens again but are you really do you really think we can't beat blake Bortles in january like is anybody really saying that no. So no. i I like what they I, I like their I I I I, think, I thought they were in a good spot, and and I continue to think that. And um, they 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 buttress the defense some more on the back end. We know what they can do up front. And I like the Pouncey signing a ton. And that fills a bit of a donut long sort of long standing donut in the middle. Now he's gotta stay healthy and that's been a problem for Charger Centers forever. They're like, you know, spinal tap drummers. They don't hang around very long. But if Pouncy gets through the full season, something close to healthy, then um I, I-, I- they're they're a good football team, and and maybe they finally don't beat themselves and don't have these stretches where they just for five or six games can't get out of their own way. In in which case, I, I think they're pretty balanced and and ready to go. Um, and again, I, come playoff time, who who are the quarterbacks you have to go through anymore?
0: It's not you know? it's
1: the the, the a- AFC. I mean, yeah. we're down to Ben Brady. And Brady, I mean, so Flacco won a Super Bowl, but it feels like it was a decade ago, and they're trying to run him out of town here, which I, I probably just gave you a segue to to your next topic. But you know, who really like who? I mean, no one's saying We've got to get through Mariota. You know what I mean? Like even Carr. I mean, he had periods and stretches where he looked great and he's making a ton of money now and and he earned it, but he's also been banged up for a couple of years and that team's in transition and, you know, how is this Gruden thing going to go? I mean, there's just the AFC is is not Nothing like the NFC. Yep. In terms of road to the playoffs.
0: And if you look at the Chargers, they went nine and seven last year, missed the playoffs of course, but lost their first four games of the season, including three of those games by a total of seven points. So I mean they had a kicker last year, they're in the playoffs. Oh yeah, easily. And they, you know, they 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 lost bad to the Chiefs in both games. The Chiefs sort of had their number, but Alex Smith is gone now. They lost in overtime to the Jaguars, and they should have beaten Jaguars. And they gave the Patriots a pretty good run. I mean, when you, so I mean, their, their losses were basically those first four games where they couldn't, they didn't have a kicker, and Anthony Lynn was looked sort of lost in the woods. Yeah. Uh, the Patriots in New England, a tough game, and overtime loss in Jacksonville. So those are the two AFC Championship teams, and then the Chiefs again in in uh, in, in mid December. I mean, this this team could have won the over under for their for the wins is nine games and it's not crazy to think that they would win 12 games based on how they played last year excuse me and the You know the improvements they made in terms of you mentioned Pouncey, Derwin, James. I mean, I
1: I get that they didn't. You know, they only moved ninety minutes down the road, but they still moved. I mean, that's that 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 their whole off season there was nothing normal about their off season and guys figuring out can we get you know trying to find a new nanny and can this person come with us and you got Philip Rivers commuting and you've got you know guys figuring out where to live and. I mean, it was. it's, it, it's, I'm not saying it's the end of the world. I'm not saying it's rocket science. But, and then they get to the stadium and it's figuring out how to configure it and what it's going to be like on Sundays and, oh, wow, nobody's going to watch us play, you know, and then you, you kind of like, you, you obsess and dwell on that for a while and then you just realize, screw it. Um, so no, I, I think a lot of the headaches are, are probably out of the way now and they're, they're a lot more, um, Adjusted and plug and play now than they were a year ago, and they should have. They should have made the playoffs last year. I mean, the AFC stunk last year, and they were certainly one of the six best teams. They just couldn't get out of their way long enough for certain stretches of certain games to have the record reflected.
0: Yeah, agree completely. You did mention the segue. We'll make it now. Flacco and Lamar Jackson. You you wrote about this in your notes piece on on Friday. Is this? I mean, big I, Ryan Wilson. I talked about this on yesterday's show. I mean, look, Big Ben can be uh can be a baby about this all he wants, but the reality is his long-term status with the Steelers and his short-term status isn't affected by Mason Rudolph yeah, at any exactly. point whatsoever. Joe Flacco, however, is a different, totally different story, right?
1: Completely different. I mean, they just basically took two second-round picks and. You know, turn them into Lamar Jackson at a time when they're not going to pay Flacco that money next year. Even if he has a great season, I think they trade him. I, I just don't see, you know, if, if he plays well enough that he becomes a tradable commodity under that contract or, or some approximation of it. Then so be it. But I, 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 a, I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, and, and b, they're set up a whole lot <laughs> different than the Steelers are from a cast around him standpoint. I mean, Lamar Jackson's the best athlete on that football team right now from day one he's the most electrifying player i don't let's take positional designations out of it just i'm just go look at the 90 guys they have right now in owens mills and then the final with the approximation of the final 53 like it ain't even close yeah it's not close yeah between him and everybody else so how long and, and the offense has done nothing forever unlike pittsburgh where they've been really effective for the most part and Ben's relatively healthy and Flacco hasn't looked healthy in three years and Ben's a relative bargain and Flacco is one of the worst contracts in the league (laughs) I mean I'm just like so and you've got a a team that really should have started its rebuild a year early but they're basically doing it now but they, they can't cut Flacco yet and they can't cut Jimmy Smith yet and you know the there's going to be a purge after next year. Reddle, Tony Jefferson, some of these guys, they paid a lot of money to, to try to win short term. You know, they've got the ability to all of a sudden press the reset button with Lamar Jackson next year and be something like 60 million under the cap, which is they're always neck and neck. They're always sweating out the cap here. They they could actually have an ability to completely reconfigure the the way that their their assets are allocated and do so with a young GM taking over um, for an old school guy, at a time when when there will be more attention paid to analytics under Eric DaCosta, and and they will do things a little differently. So, you know, I I don't think – I think Joe Flacco should be worried. Ben, is he does protest too much. I mean, it's it's a sign, sign of Ben's own sort of insecurities, which there's no, I mean, I, and some of it I think he just he just does this to prop himself up. He just needs this. He needs drama. He needs people. He can't get through May, June, you know, and July just hitting balls on a golf course. He's got to, people got to be talking about Ben, right? There's got to be something to obsess about that relates to Ben Roethlisberger. I don't, Whereas yeah. Flacco wasn't involved in any of that. Yeah. Flacco's perfectly fine to go play with his kids on the beach for three months, and just you know, he's he's he he'd be great just living under a rock. But this will be a very real thing, and this this is a team who. I mean, I live here. They couldn't. You couldn't. If you would have put stacks of Ravens tickets at the Seven Eleven and like buy one candy bar, get a Ravens ticket to you know that game against. Uh, they had the Thursday night home game. Nobody. Oh, uh, the Dolphins it. game. The game at the end of the year. But I'm saying even in December. Okay, uh-huh. so the weather wasn't great. But I mean, beat Cincinnati you're in the playoffs, and the stadium was barely half full. We oh couldn't God. give the tickets away. Trust me, that stadium will be completely sold out. Or it won't be the first preseason game, right? Because they're playing in Canton. The first home preseason game, they will be sold out. There will be Lamar Jackson jerseys everywhere, and people will be clamoring. This. They're going to be like, "We don't care if Flacco doesn't play a series. We will, let's see Lamar." Wow. And that's that's just real. That's what that's the climate here, and that's not going to change. And that kid's going to see the field in certain packages right away. He's going to have to. It would be it would be ridiculous to keep him off the field entirely. You know what I mean? So that. He's an electric playmaker. I mean, Willie Sneed. Come on. Crabtree. I mean, even the backfield. I mean, Collins had a nice season, but I mean, like, why would you not find ways to get this kid on the field? Your quarterback averaged 5.7 yards per attempt last year. This guy's going to run. Every time Lamar Jackson touches the ball, He's going to get more on the ground than your quarterback got through the air the last two years <laughs> on a per play average. That's going to be reality.
0: That's, that's depressing. And if you're Joe Flacco, that's why you're upset and that's why you're not talking to the rookie. I don't
1: even know if he's upset. I mean, he's just, he's just Joe and like he's not going to be all about throwing his arms around Lamar Jackson. No, does he have to be? But this kid's also not going to be like, if you ask him, you know, has Joe been mentioning you, he's not going to, He's not going to do the, the Mason Rudolph thing, right, and say, well, that doesn't matter. He's just going to be honest. And neither one is wrong. I'm going to imply that either one is wrong. I'm just saying that's the dynamic here. And then you throw RG3 in, you know, who will probably be tweeting out, oh, man, Joe wasn't real nice to Lamar. You know what I mean? Like, he just can't help himself. He needs people to talk about him. So he'll be like the courthouse stenographer. Like, <laughs> Lord knows what he'll throw on his social media. Like, I, I just think it's a very interesting dynamic. And... um. I'm not, Flacco doesn't have to do any of that. I mean, if I'm Joe Flacco, I'm about trying to secure my ability to play out this contract or something close to it here or somewhere else. And, you know, Lamar Jackson, you go run what they have running for you. You know what I mean? And I'm going to do what I've always done. He's There's not a bad bone in his body. He won't be malicious or malignant. Again, he, like I wrote, he's not going to come close to doing anything that Roethlisberger did. Right. The worst thing might be, a, some you know, a little passive-aggressive stuff here or there, but he's not going to openly try to, convert teammates and the public against Lamar Jackson whatsoever. That's just not who he is, but he's also not going to pretend that he's there, you know what I mean, to develop Lamar Jackson because he's not.
0: Well, he knows his time is short, and uh, and our time is short now, too. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring it back home. We'll talk about teams on the upswing and teams on the downswing, plus your stats column that's coming up for com. but uh, we're, we, we plowed through 30 and change, so let's get out of here. Jason Lock and 4 at Jason Lock and 4 on Twitter. Follow the Pick Six Pod on Twitter at Pick Six Pod. Me at Will Brinson. Uh, and we got we snuck in some some breaking gambling news. That's always exciting. Thanks for coming on the show, buddy. My pleasure, man. Anytime. Have a good week. But.